Hello, it's great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Modern Wealth Management. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. We've got Derek Hutchins and Ray Kramer standing by. They'll be joining me momentarily. But look, first and foremost, I want to thank you for finding your way back here to the show, whether that's joining us here on the Facebook live stream this morning, or if you're checking us out after the fact, maybe it's on YouTube or a podcasting platform. All the same, really appreciate you being with us for another wealth management-related topic today. Uh, and of course, if you are checking us out on the Facebook live stream, remember, we love to hear where you're watching from, and if you've got any questions pertinent to the topic at hand, feel free to leave those in the comments below. We'd love to get you know some of you guys engaging with us. So you know if you have any questions, you know just want to say hey, leave it in the comments below. We'd love to acknowledge it. So uh, that being said, guys, we got a great topic lined up today. I'm excited about today's episode because as you know, each you know each episode we get together, Derek and Ray are tapping into their experience, and we're talking about wealth management related strategies. You know some of the case studies and the things that they work on, you know, in their day to day interactions with clients. But today we're talking about we're going back to the beginning, really. And the big question at hand in today's topic is: Do you ultimately have what it takes to create significant wealth? We're talking about creating wealth here, not necessarily managing it, maintaining it. Of course, that does come into play a little bit, and we'll get into that in a moment. But really, creating that wealth as a whole is the topic of today's conversation. So let's go ahead and bring Derek and Ray out to get things rocking and rolling. Derek, Ray, good to see you guys this morning. How are we doing? Awesome. Glad to be here, Ryan. Can't wait to talk about this. This is one of our favorite topics. Yeah, this yeah, is a good it's one. nice to be in the office instead of outside melting in the 100 degree heat. So. <laughs> well said, well said, Ray. Uh, well, hey, guys. Yeah, I mean, I think to start our conversation today, good places to, you know, to look at where wealth is ultimately generated. So there's a strong case out there that can be made that entrepreneurship is really the biggest generator of significant wealth overall. Would you agree with that statement and just that entrepreneurship might be the way to go to, to get to that level? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The statistics are very, very clear that entrepreneurship is one of the best ways and perhaps even the most effective way to become extremely wealthy, a, a multimillionaire. Uh, you take a look at the, you know, the Forbes 400 list. It's published every single year and you just go through there and, you know, you see names like um, uh, Gates and Bezos and Ellison and, um, you know, just the majority of the people on there are self-made entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, but you don't even have to go to that. Just take a look at your um, at your circle, uh, you know, the circle that you, you run with and think about the wealthiest people that, you know, more likely than not, the wealthiest people that, you know, are probably entrepreneurs. They probably own their own business. But, you know, it's also important to recognize that. Uh, just because you own your own business, just because you are an entrepreneur, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you become very, very wealthy. Sure, sure. And I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because, yes, entrepreneurship is this hot topic. We're seeing so many entrepreneurs explode these days like the names you just mentioned. But that being said, Derek, if entrepreneurship isn't necessarily enough on its own, what then are like some of the best practices that some some of the great entrepreneurs, the super successful, those those significant, uh, you know, that level of significant wealth, uh, you know, what you know, what sort of sort of best practices or characteristics do these these people have at hand? Yeah, so you know, when we study entrepreneurship, which is something that's uh, important in in Ray and I's business, when you're you're dealing with uh, people with significant wealth, uh, it's important to know where this money came from and and how it was 
and how it was curated. Uh, we take a look at the, you know, the businesses that, that have been built and the individuals that have done that. And we really see four, four characteristics that, that really, really stick out. And um, I'll just list those out. The, the first one is, is that they all have a tremendous commitment to achieve. Um, the second is, is the, the quality of their business model. The third would be their ability to build strong relationships. And then the fourth is their, their willingness and um, acceptance of engaging with elite wealth managers to, to help them get to that next level. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, the entrepreneurs that we've met over the years are definitely a different breed of people. Uh, it's not for the faint of hearted. And these four things that Derek mentioned, um, they really have to have a commitment to all four. If one of those pieces is missing, it can really derail the effort they're putting in in these areas. Uh, so as we go through this, um, you know, Derek and I have met a lot of very successful people over the years and some that didn't do so well. And so that's how we've narrowed it down to these four areas that we've seen the most effective entrepreneurs really take to heart all four of these. And I love that we've got them kind of segmented this way, guys. So I, I want to kind of unpack each of these. And the very first one that Derek mentioned was just this commitment to achieve. I know it almost sounds cliche, but it is important and it's worth acknowledging. So let's examine this factor a little more closely, this commitment to achieve. Derek, tell me, you know, really what this ultimately entails. Yeah, it, well, there is no free lunch, Ryan. I mean, you have <laughs> sure. to be willing and able to dedicate yourself to the task. Uh, one of my best friends is an extremely successful uh, entrepreneur, business owner, and what he always says to new business owners is, I got good news and bad news for you. Good news is you own a business. Bad news is you own a business. <laughs> Love it. And I think that what he's saying there is, is that... Um, you know, you're going to have to stay highly motivated even when and, and maybe even especially when things are not going your way. Persistence in the face of diversity is often uh, is often hard, even with people that are extremely intelligent and driven. But entrepreneurs who become very wealthy have a clear sense that along with making their companies great, they also want to pursue significant personal wealth outside of their business. So the, the commitment to not only the business, but also their personal wealth is something that's on the forefront of their mind. Roger that. And uh, Ray, anything uh, you want to chip in here on, on this? this yeah, idea I think just the commitment. Sure. As Derek mentioned, the good and bad news is you own a business. And I would say the good and bad of that is, is it never turns off. You know, even when you take a vacation, the business is still on your mind. Um, and there's the cycle of building your business where, you know, start up, you're facing adversity and it's always there. You know, all the entrepreneurs we meet, it never, there isn't really an off button. So you've got to be willing to know how to manage that uh, to keep your sanity <laughs> and to also sure. relax when you need to. Uh, but that is key of, of keeping the focus and the commitment uh, going. Right. You know, that's a great, great point. You know, it is always living and breathing and you got to make sure that it does get the attention it deserves. But at the same time, you know, the mental health, some R&R &R every here, now and then is, is obviously needed to keep you at the top of your game in terms of that commitment 
to seeing the business mm-hmm. succeed. So guys, sometimes commitment though, it just isn't enough, right? You know, you have to ultimately take action. You have to do. What does this look like and how is how is the doing implemented well when it comes to these these individuals that you see with significant wealth these days? Well, that's correct, Ryan. You know, the most successful entrepreneurs and people that we find are very, very good at setting goals. For example, when it comes to their personal wealth, you know, oftentimes they specify, you know, how much they need, how much they want, and put a game plan in place to to hit and achieve those goals. And of course, um, you know, as driven entrepreneurs and uh, driven people as a whole, typically when we start getting close to to hitting that target, we often raise the target. So we actually never never hit a goal. We just we just keep moving the goalpost. And um, but you know you know to build a good business and a good life, certainly you don't you don't have to aspire to be a a multi multi millionaire. Uh, sometimes it just happens because, you know, you're looking to build a good lifestyle and a good business. And, and all of a sudden it just turns out that, that you became very wealthy because of it. But what we find out more often than not, Ryan is, is that most very successful entrepreneurs are very purpose driven. They have a goal and a plan in place, and that's how they achieve more than other people. So in, in going with that same thought of a goal and a plan in place, let's talk about that second key factor that you had mentioned earlier, Derek, the quality of a business model and how that drives right. wealth creation. How does that drive creation? How pivotal is that successful business model as a whole? Well, bus- the, the right business model might be the most important. And it's certainly what investors are going to emphasize when they consider investing in your in your future, in your vision. Uh, Most companies aren't coming up with a totally brand new product. I mean, um, I've got an iPhone sitting right here and certainly when Apple came out with that iPhone, it was a a game changer. And we know what success that drove for that company and, uh, and Steve Jobs personally. With that being said, the majority of successful entrepreneurs and business owners aren't aren't creating some kind of a game-changing product. They're entering a business that is already well-established and they're finding their own little twist. Maybe they are better at service or um, maybe uh, selling to a market that that it was was underserved before, uh, before they came into it. You know, we have extremely successful, extremely wealthy clients that are in what I would say, um, you know, really longstanding industries. I'm thinking manufacturing, uh, trucking, real estate, packaging, all of these things are, are not new to our economy. They've been around for a really long time, yet we consistently find successful entrepreneurs entering these industries making a niche for themselves and becoming extremely successful. So I would say that um, with the right business model, uh, you don't necessarily have to have a game-changing product or service. What you have to do is just do it a little bit better or a little bit more unique and find your own niche in the marketplace. 
that's really important to consider. And Ray, do you have anything to chip in here on this? On yeah, actually, problem? Derek, uh, towards the end of what he was saying there, took the word that, that came to mind to me, and we've talked about this word for, for years, is, is the niche. Um, you know, there's uh, one client in particular we're working with right now that, uh, again, in an industry that is not unique, it's disaster, restoration, hurricanes, uh, tornadoes, things like that. Uh, but he was able to find a niche within that industry and, uh, you know, really take advantage of a, a, a blind spot within that industry and has quickly, you know, within five years turned it into, well, I'm going to start my own business to where now he's looking at a 20 to $30 million buyout. Um, and, but, you know, keeping the, the mission going, <clears throat> keeping the eye on the ball and growing and evolving and really going after that niche is, is, uh, it's been a tremendous success story. And we've been glad to be alongside him with it. Sure. I can only imagine. I mean, to, that is quite the success story. I mean, you you used the term earlier. It's business really mushroomed before we, we got on today and, and well said. <laughs> uh, well, hey, guys, you know, talking about the business model, that's one element of it. But it's the age old expression. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Let's talk about the who. You know, how uh, this is the third factor that Derek kind of mentioned earlier is this ability to build powerful relationships and how that could impact wealth creation. Derek, what's your take on this and, and the who you know and how that how equally important that is? You know, w when we talk about this topic, I, I think about a an, an old proverb that, that comes to mind. And it, it is that if if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And that's ultimately where, you know, if you want to be a very, very successful entrepreneur and business owner, ultimately, the business has to extend beyond yourself. There has to be other people that are involved. So you're gonna have to build a team that understands your vision and is uh, consistent, consistently with you to, to go down that path. And you know when we're thinking about your team, um, I don't want to just think about employees. You also have to think about your investors, your suppliers, uh, vendors, and, and of course, your customers. All of these people are extremely important, and uh, and you have to make sure that you're you're building good relationships with with all of these people. You know, I'm glad that you brought up team because yeah, it it takes a village at the end of the day to to make you know. A successful business happens. So that being said, you know, as the entrepreneur, typically we find the entrepreneur themselves is the one that really brings a ton of passion to the table. They're, it's their business idea. They're the one that really is the, the key driving force behind this idea as a whole. So then in assembling that team, an entrepreneur naturally wants to make sure that their team is equally as passionate, is, you know, equally as ready to, to you know, leap when, when asked. So, Let's talk about building that team and then, of course, maintaining that team because, boy, is that a tough challenge to climb if you're the entrepreneur. And, it, you know, based on our conversation, it's one of the more pivotal challenges to approach in this position. So walk me through what it's like it, to, to try and take the right steps to build and then maintain this high quality team. What we find from successful entrepreneurs and business owners is, is that the ones that are building the best team um, – understand that as humans, it's easy for us to be pretty selfish. And going into any venture, I think most people wanna know what's in it for me. 
So as a business owner and an entrepreneur, and you're trying to drive and trying to uh, push your vision forward, as you are bringing other people into this team, what you have to understand and emphasize to them is, is, is what's in it for them. You know, how, how, is, how is this endeavor going to benefit them and help them hit their goals? You know, an example might be, um, you know, we see a lot of uh, business owners and entrepreneurs that get really geeked out about their the technology or the service that they're providing. <clears throat> and they, they drone on and on and on in, a, in an investor call about, you know, this technology. The truth is, is that very few people are going to be as interested in your business as you. If you're an investor, Quite frankly, the only thing you really care about is the returns on your money. So when you're talking to investors and trying to bring them into the fray, uh, you need to emphasize what's important to, to them, and that's the, the return on their money. When you're talking to, uh, to other partners or employees, you have to look at the situation from their eyes, understand what are they trying to get out of the situation, and and make an effort to, to explain to them how they can benefit by helping you and your company achieve what you're trying to do. Ray, what you, what's your take on this? You know, I think one characteristic, if I could add like maybe a subset category number five here, um, I think the most successful entrepreneurs truly embrace delegating tasks to their team. Um, you know, they, they trust their employees, they empower their employees to, you know, get the job done. It gives them satisfaction as well. And I think some, you know, entrepreneurs, because they're so passionate about their business, sometimes have a hard time, you know, trusting or letting people complete other tasks as well. So keeping the team engaged, it's not just about money to them, although that's probably the most important thing uh, to an employee, uh, but the fact that they have a sense of purpose and engagement in you know, achieving that goal and continuing to, to hit the new highs. So I think delegating and although you know, following up and making sure the job's done right um, is another characteristic of very good entrepreneurs. That way they don't have everything on their shoulders at all times. Right. I love that you mentioned delegating because I feel like too often do we see the entrepreneurs, you know, that are at the top of a given company that feel like they have to have their hand in everything because whether it's a client service business or, or a product driven service, they need to make sure that the service or the product is the best it can possibly be. And there's almost this level of trust that comes in there with with the employees that you're delegating to. And that's that is so important to have that level of trust in the high quality team that you've assembled to be able to know that they're going to fulfill their duties, you know, to the, to the maximum level that they can. So thank I'm glad you mentioned that Ray and, and moving in here to the, to the fourth, um, you know, key factor that, that Derek mentioned really at the top of the conversation is the willingness to engage with the right professionals. And I feel like this might be a little bit of a loaded sentence, but Derek, walk me through this, this key driving factor that is the fourth and final one. Well, I guess it is a little bit of a loaded question because <laughs> obviously, you know, this is the part where we want to talk about how we can we can help business owners and entrepreneurs. You know, unfortunately, we've uh, we you know, entrepreneurship doesn't guarantee success and it certainly doesn't guarantee financial success. We've seen um, a number of 
uh, business owners and entrepreneurs who who haven't been as successful. You know, maybe they did okay by their business, but um, but their personal wealth never achieved what they were really trying to trying to do. And so, what we want to talk about is is that you know building wealth also involves paying attention to your money. Um, you know, paying attention to legally mitigating or even eliminating some taxes, you know, income taxes, capital gains taxes, you know, and estate taxes when when we pass away. A diverse set of tax strategies and solutions that are coordinated around uh, your company, your your situation. Um, when you know, not only when you sell the business, but uh, but you know, leading right up into that. Uh, is often the difference between being extremely financially successful and not. And too often, you know, entrepreneurs are looking uh, to only reduce their taxes or or talk about their wealth after they sell the company. We see that all the time, where a business owner may have uh, 90 to 95 percent of their personal net worth wrapped up into their their business. And that's great if we can all exit at the right time and the right price. But you know, finding those two things uh, at the crossroad are, are are pretty hard. You know, to get the optimal results, you're probably going to need to enlist the help of an elite wealth manager, a professional with superior technical expertise, and the ability to deliver a diverse range of financial solutions to business owners. Um, in addition to this, uh, elite wealth managers can also be deeply focused in on your priorities, your aspirations, your relationships, and um, and the values of, of your clients. And you know, of course, finally, you know, elite wealth managers can help address uh, situations that that also are often ignored by um, by successful owners, and that is is deconcentrating your your risk you know if you constantly put a hundred percent of your earnings your retained earnings back into the business um that's that's very similar to a, a portfolio with one stock nobody would say that a portfolio uh you know a a 20 million dollar portfolio that's all in eli Lilly. um nobody's going to say that that's a diversified portfolio Yet that's exactly what business owners consistently do. They uh, they they have this huge concentration risk, and and you know, and, and obviously sometimes it works out real well uh, when that business does well. But there's certainly some some ways that uh, we can help to make sure that that risk is diversified and to improve the likelihood that business owners and entrepreneurs hit their goals. It's almost like, you know, the wealth manager is a part of that high quality team that we mentioned earlier. And Ray, as somebody in that seat as that wealth manager, you know, what do you mm -hmm. what do you see on this front? I, I see that, you know, a lot of these highly successful and motivated entrepreneurs really do have blinders on for an extended period of time, meaning they're so focused on their business. They don't see all the other avenues to diversify, as Derek was mentioning. So it's really no different than you know, us holding somebody's hand through retirement, uh, where we've been through it before, you know, we look for the blind spots in a retirement plan and we tell our clients, Hey, our job in your retirement is to, to solve the money problems, the planning problems, you go enjoy your life. 
it's really no different with an entrepreneur to figure out where those blind spots are. As Derek said, you know, too many entrepreneurs, if they don't do that early enough, early on, you know, they get to the point where they want to retire and they're so concentrated in their business, they're trying to figure out an exit strategy. So working alongside professionals like us along the way, uh, diversifies their portfolio and, and gives them an exit strategy at the end. I love that. Guys, we've thrown a lot at our audience today in terms of these different key driving factors that ultimately can help somebody generate wealth. You know, what it looks like to be in the shoes of an entrepreneur and just the different factors they need to consider along the way. Is there anything else we should leave our audience with today? Maybe it lives within those four factors. Maybe it's just an extra little intangible that, you know, has popped into your mind. But anything else we want to leave our audience with today? What I would leave the audience with is that um, whether or not you're already a successful business owner, an entrepreneur, or want to become one, engaging with somebody who works with business owners and entrepreneurs is extremely important. Um, you know, Ray and I, we are entrepreneurs. We own our own firm. We get to decide um, who we hire and 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 how. Uh, how we serve our clients and and how we're going to present our business. We get because of that we get a chance to work with a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. And you know we see them at all kinds of different stages. I see them when they when they exit extremely successful, and I also see when it didn't work out like they wanted it to. So by working with somebody like us who has already um, ha has already been down the path ourselves as well as have have worked with a whole bunch of people who have their own experiences we have the opportunity to show show you some ways uh to avoid um to avoid some conflict to avoid some problems as well as make sure that you don't miss out on any opportunities you know oftentimes we think about guys like ray and i to make sure that you don't mess things up and that's fine. We certainly provide that. But the other thing that we do is we also uh, maybe show you some opportunities that you didn't think of before that can really compound your business, compound your wealth, and, and overall just help you hit your wealth goals uh, significantly faster and more efficient than what you would without us. Love that. And, and Ray, any any final thoughts of your own? Yeah, I'll just piggyback on that a little bit to say, you know, we're talking about working with entrepreneurs. Well, we are ourselves and we've been through this. So we have the firsthand experience of the ups and downs and we'll be celebrating our seventh anniversary here in, in just a few weeks. Um, and it has not been easy. And all the four categories that Derek mentioned at the beginning, that's what's kept us, uh, kept our sanity and kept our focus. So uh, when we talk to entrepreneurs and give them, you know, the advice that we do, we've been there. So we know what they're going through. And I'm sure it's super helpful to be across the table if you're a client, you know, knowing that, you know, they, they're, they're working with somebody that has walked the walk and talked the talk. So guys, look, right. really appreciate your time today. Uh, you know, we, we hit on a lot of great topics. Um, you know, I think we've left our audience with a lot to consider if they're either in entrepreneurship currently or if they're, you know, even thinking about approaching it. But either way, really appreciate your time today. And I'm looking forward to the next episode already. Yes, yes, so are we, Ryan. This has been a lot of fun. All right, All right well, thanks, hey, Ryan. 
No problem. And hey, look, we want to thank you too, our audience, for being with us here on today's episode. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, feel free to, of course, like, comment, subscribe to the show, share this information with friends and family. You know, ultimately, at the end of the day, this is modern wealth management strategies we're talking about today. We had a fun little conversation, you know, on generating that level of significant wealth, and we hope to have you with us for the next episode. So for Derek and Ray, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long, and we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of Modern Wealth Management.